This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together to learn, share, and collaborate. Hand sanitizer is a dire need. It wasn't even a question for us. Hi, and welcome to EM Weekly. And this is your host, Todd DeVoe speaking. And this week we are talking about the private industry stepping up when the people of this nation are in need. During World War II, people sacrificed. They put their cars up on blocks and gave their tires to the war effort. Kids, including my dad, would collect old tin cans, bottles, rags, and other items and bring them to the local armory for the war effort. Women gave up silk stockings and donated their wedding dresses for the war effort. Today, a small craft distillery in Santa Ana, California has retooled their business to provide hand sanitizer to local hospitals, first responders, and yes, even the general public. I'm so proud of the companies that are stepping up to do their part. I'm so proud of the American citizens that are stepping up to do their part. We're in a crisis together. Now on to the interview. Robin, welcome to EM Weekly. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Just to give everybody background on you, tell me a little bit about the Blinking Owl and uh, what you guys do on a normal basis. I'm one of the owners of the Blinking Owl Distillery, which is in Santa Ana. We were the very first uh, distillery in Orange County since Prohibition. Um, and so we, we manufacture hard spirits. So we are making vodka, gin, um, a, m- a bunch of whiskeys. And we've been open for about three years. And so that is our, our normal day-to-day. We have a tasting room and we sell spirits all over California or distribute California and Massachusetts and uh, Illinois currently. Yeah, so you have to do those uh, weird rules, right? Like every state you have to apply to, to be able to distribute in. Is that what I understand about uh, spirits? Every state is its own country in the United States when it comes to alcohol laws. Every state you have to register through just like you're going to a different country. It's it's uh, highly regulated. A friend of mine told me about this, I think last week, uh, last Friday, and that the Blinking Owl is going to start making hand sanitizer. And I said, oh, that's kind of cool. And then across my um, LinkedIn page, because I'm a, an alumni of Cal State Fullerton and also I teach there, and across my, my LinkedIn page on the Fullerton page, it shows that one of the members of the Blinking Owl, who is a titan, was talking about, again, you know, making hand sanitizer. And I said, okay, I have to reach out and I got to get you guys on the show because I think it's just so exciting in, a, in, a, in this time of crisis. And I've said this before that when I say our generation didn't have the the same trials that we had for World War II where everybody was affected by it. Even after 9-11, pretty much if you live in California or any other state, you could still go and grab a burger or whatever and, you know, 
hang out with your friends and just talk about what's going on in the world. And today it's not that way and businesses are stepping up and, and you guys are one of them. And first I want to say thank you so much for, for making that decision to step up. Thank you so much. No, this is, it's, it's an exciting opportunity and I'm just so thankful I don't have to stay home from work and we're considered essential because if we were just making alcohol, they would make us go home. <laughs> so I, I consider alcohol essential, but hand sanitizer, it, there's such an incredible need and uh, this is an incredible opportunity. So, right. Yes. Hey, well, in New York, they allowed the liquor stores to stay open. So I guess, you know, <laughs> that's that kind of shows it's essential, right? Exactly. Exactly. People have their priorities straight here. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys make the decision to go into making hand sanitizer. A few weeks ago, when the news was, all over the news was that Purell had run out of hand sanitizer and there was a hand sanitizer shortage and nobody could get it and it was essential. And uh, this was this was a couple weeks prior to, you know, pretty much everybody going into quarantine. Uh, I, I woke up in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep, <laughs> just wondering what was going to happen with all of this. And I read that news, and I remember thinking, wait a minute, all that is, is that's just high-proof alcohol. Like, because we, we use our alcohol to spray things. We, we use it on our hands. We use it as our own hand sanitizer. And, and I thought, we could, we could give this to our customers. Let's make this. And so I remember going in the next day, and I sat our distiller down, and I was like, I have an idea. I think we could make hand sanitizer and so let's look into it. Let's look into the regulation because um, for us, it we thought it was you know pretty straightforward and simple. But we have already had some issues with our state license, and and uh, so we, we did not want to jeopardize our license whatsoever. So I wanted to figure out the legal way to be able to do it. That is one of those things. Like, so did you have to go with the FDA and the ATF and all those people to, to be able to make this happen? So originally, because we, we started this a, a couple of weeks ago, we were trying to figure out the, all the steps. So first of all, we checked with the Alcohol Beverage Control for California. We were not allowed to sell alcohol over 60% alcohol by, vol- by volume. And to be effective, really, you want to be closer to the 70% range. Some of the trails are like 62, but we're making ours at, at World Health Organization strength, which is 80%. Wow. And so we would have hit that regulation. So we, we were legally not allowed to produce that. Now, there is something called a denaturant. So when you denature alcohol, you make it so it's, it's called non-potable, which means it's not drinkable. It's poison, basically, or so off-putting that you're not going to want to drink it. So in that regard, we had to go over to that kind of crossed into tax issues. So with that's the whole federal, that's the TTD. If we denature our alcohol, we're not charged tax on it. Taxes were kind of the least of our worries at that point. But then there came the, the FDA regulation. <laughs> so we looked into doing that. And um, hand sanitizer is, is classified as an over-the-counter drug and regulated by the FDA. So we had to register with the FDA to become a licensed drug manufacturer. Hilarious. Now we do drugs and alcohol. So we, we, thought, we thought it was kind of funny. Um, so so we, we registered with the FDA to become a drug manufacturer, um, and then we had to get 
what's called an NDA. I believe that's a, a new drug application. Um, it's a number uh, specifically for your hand sanitizer, so you can legally sell it, and it's it's approved. And then you have to register your formula with the FDA. With the FDA, so we applied for that, and that just came through. So we, uh, but in the midst of all of this, because of this sudden urgent need and the realization that distilleries could produce this legally for people, uh, the FDA worked with the TTB um, and all these government agencies worked together and they said, nope, you do not need to register with us currently just to get through this crisis. So we already have it, but um, so we can legally make it ongoing, which we want to do because I have a feeling it's just going to be a part of our fabric now. And I'd, I'd like to have it in the tasting room for our customers. It's just what we all went through because this is going to be seared in people's minds for a while. So, um, so yeah, that, that was highly, highly regulatory. Everything's regulated like crazy, but they just took away all that red tape just for the time being. Now the alcohol beverage control of California has since said because it's hand sanitizer, it's not a drink. So we no longer regulate it. So they took it off of their regulation. So we're not worried about that now. That is an amazing journey to get to where <laughs> you can help people. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. And, and man, I didn't realize that uh, Perel or, you know, hand sanitizer was an OTC drug. That's that, that yeah. uh, I learned something new right now. Everything is regulated. Everything. But, but rightfully so. So when this all came out, uh, so suddenly the news was popping that distilleries were doing this. Great, wonderful. But if some of the stories we heard were, were that they were using their what's called heads. So when you do a distillation run, when you're making a hard alcohol, when you make it to a certain percent, the first runoff that comes off the still, the first bit of liquid that comes off the still is actually um, uh, uh, a methanol which is extremely dangerous. It's a great right. topical cleaner, but it's extremely dangerous to ingest or use topically. So we, we only use it like as a, like a spray cleaner for, for surfaces, but not to be used on your hands. And some of these distilleries were putting this in there or giving this as their hand sanitizer. And we're like, oh my gosh, people are going to have be poisoned by this. <laughs> so I think that there, that with that happening, the government really stepped in and said, hey, we know you guys can do this. Here's the formula. The FDA worked with uh, with all sorts of reg- with uh, regulatory bodies to help distillers to know the formula, to know exactly how to do all of this. So that was very helpful. There, there are webinars on it. They, they um, put out guidelines for us. Uh, just because the last thing we need in the news is somebody getting hurt because of mm-hmm. a distillery's botched hand sanitizer. Right, right, right. It's amazing. I mean, even even Budweiser stepped up to to do it, which I I don't think that I didn't realize that they had a distillery, but I guess they do. <laughs> or are they using just beer? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what uh, we actually have some beer coming from Golden Road uh, mm. Brewery, and we're going to distill it. So um, it's it's a little lower proof. It takes a little longer, but uh, we've got some other stuff in the works. So while we're packaging that, we'll be just running the still with with that free spoiled beer, and I mean it all helps. Hey, Robin, I got to take a quick break here. I got to take this phone call from Serene from Titan HST, 
and she has some important information that Titan HST is doing to help combat the COVID-19 outbreak. We've been talking about what companies can do in the time of crisis, and Titan HST, our, our sponsor of, of EM Weekly, has come up with some innovative and exciting kind of news here. And I have with me Serene, who is the vice president over at Titan HST, online with me to bring some um, special news. So Serene, welcome to EM Weekly. Thank you, Todd. First of all, congratulations on being voted in the top 10 podcast for public health. That is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So since this pandemic, we've been inundated with cities and businesses having difficulties with communication while their teams are working remotely. Problems with call qualities, call failing, so many issues. So with that in mind, what we wanted to do is offer EM Weekly listeners free and immediate software deployment for 30 days during the pandemic with the potential to extend it further if needed in order to help with reliable communication, coordination of operations, keeping track of people's health status, and providing direction to help keep their teams safe and healthy. We even deployed TMED, that's Titan's version of telemedicine, ahead of schedule to help with non-critical medical offices to help them stay operational, and hospitals keeping non-critical patients at home so they can save on supplies and resources. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And how, how can someone find out more information about getting Titan HST for their team? Just go to TitanHST.com, click book a demo, and let us know that you heard about us on EM Weekly to get that free deployment. That's outstanding. Thank you so much for your time today, sir. And I know you're really busy uh, getting stuff ready for everybody out there. So uh, I'll, I'll let you go. And uh, you're always welcome on the show anytime. Thanks. Stay safe. Welcome back from that quick break, and thank you so much for listening to our sponsor, because without them, we couldn't bring this uh, great quality content that we're bringing. And I have Robin here from the Blinking Owl Distillery in Santa Ana, California. It's in my home county, and I'm really proud of the fact that uh, we are, and I say we collectively, the, the county of Orange is coming together, and we have businesses that are coming together to to really fight this corona uh, virus, the, the COVID-19, and it's businesses like the Blinking Owl that really help out with with what's going on, um, even though they had to shut their doors to regular production of alcohol, they're actually making hand sanitizer. And uh, Robin, I'm, I'm really, again, happy to have you on the show. What else can businesses do, and, and maybe even individuals, what can we do to, to really bring the community closer together during this time of crisis when we're all kind of hiding in our house and, and locked down, for lack of a better term? We've been extremely busy, but, but I have been through a, a shutdown before, and it was it was so difficult to go through. And I, we just went through it in December because so that's a whole other story. But um, <laughs> there's so I learned. I already kind of have some stuff. I, I really feel that um, you know depression can run high, um, and I really think you need to stay connected with your friends. Um, it has been so great. I'm, I'm so busy and everybody's, you know, FaceTiming me and <laughs> you know, texting me during the day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. But we need to stay connected and it's a wonderful thing. And I've been having FaceTime dinners with my friends and uh, I've been more FaceTime than ever. You just, it's crazy because now you have to make sure you're dressed and look decent at your house. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I, I say stay connected. 
I would definitely say to support the companies that are still trying to make it, but have had significant cuts like restaurants. Please support your restaurants. If you can go get takeout, I know a lot of us stocked up on groceries, so we don't want those to go bad and you want to use that. But definitely try to do takeout orders. I'd say the most difficult part with shutdowns uh, is really for people in about six weeks because right now they normally have enough cash. It's only been really a week. So they're really going to feel it when the bills that they couldn't pay last month now it's almost 30 days late and it's piling up and things are starting to get turned mm. off. I've been through this. So I really want people to know like that's when the restaurants are going to need the most support. So immediately when this is over, you need to flood back and get in those restaurants, support the bars, order whatever you can. If you have the financial means, order products that you can that are, that are um, you know, I know don't overwhelm the, the shipment systems, but you need to stay connected and you need to do your part and step up and be a good patron while you can. You know, a lazy dog restaurant, and I don't know if it's a national chain, it's definitely a, a local chain. They actually stepped up and said, Hey, we're going to put together, they call it the family pack. It's $40 and it has like the basics as eggs, milk, rice, beans, something else in there too. Toilet paper, and I was like, "That is a that's so brilliant for them to do that because I love it when businesses like that come forth and and do things that are just unique and and helping." Because how many people right now are, are looking for you know a carton of eggs and they can't find them at the at the local store? And to be able to go to a local restaurant like that, you know, I think that's uh, kind of exciting. What do you think? Oh my goodness, I love that. Uh, being in the alcohol industry, I mean, we have tons of accounts. They're all, I mean, the majority of our our distribution accounts are restaurant and bars. We have 400 in Cal- over 400 in California. So, seeing people take these survivalist tactics and turn their business overnight like that, I love it. I love that people are getting creative with these care packs and these family packs. Our friends at Lola Gaspar are doing like. They call it a bodega now, so it's literally a little market, and they're doing, you know, the same thing. Like, and it's great for the community because they're selling those eggs and milk and things that are supplied to still to restaurants, but they're running out in stores. Right. So, I just think it's it's brilliant. It's survivalist, and uh, and 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 it's tough though. So please understand the patrons. We we need patrons to support those because that's that's helping them. It's helping you, but they're running on a dime. Mm -hmm. Like literally if they're, they're just trying to keep their staff as long as possible. And sometimes they're running in the negative and that gets even more dangerous if they're doing this and then running in the negative on top of not getting their normal business. So Mm -hmm. we need everybody to support that. Absolutely. I grew up in a small business family. My, my dad owned restaurants and I, and I understand the struggles and the margins. One of the things that we're talking about too, the other day was the idea of buying gift cards from the local restaurants, being able to put out $40 because then you can, it's almost like cash. You kind of keep it in your pocket. And when things go back to normal, if you want to use it then, or even <laughs> I, I say you can, or it's early Christmas shopping, right? I mean, you get that done and you can always put that in the stockings around Christmas time or, or whatever holiday that you celebrate, you know, cause uh, I think being able to do that, it also helps those businesses. What do you think of that idea? I love the gift card idea. And we put, when, when we took down in December, that was very helpful. And what we did was like discount them. So, but what I would 
would think is like, you know, think about if, if, if you're not a part of a restaurant and you have a job that's still paying you even while you're in quarantine or you're working from home, think about, okay, well, I saved all this money not going out right now. Now I want to pretend you're going to go out to dinner that night and buy a gift card in that amount. Mm. You're going to use it later, but just think of it. If you can put it in your budget because it's going to save those restaurants. So, um, one of the best, I love the phrase, the best way to uh, invest in a company is to frequent it. So, Or in a restaurant is to frequent it. So you're not frequenting it right now. So invest in them by buying those gift cards and then you can use it later, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the most dire for them right now. Absolutely. And when I was doing um, my undergrad, I, I did a study on the effects of earthquakes and small businesses. And what the statistics bared out was that if you didn't reopen within three days, uh, most of the businesses would never opened again. And I was basically the same thing. A lot of it had to do with restaurants and, and service industry stuff. Some of them lost food and whatnot, so they couldn't just t- take that huge hit. But we're, we're having that same situation here, which is really weird in this case, because obviously it's not a, a natural disaster. So we still have power. We still have you know, infrastructure still there. It's just the idea that we just can't go and sit down and have food. So we can do takeout and we can do gift cards and we can do other things to help support local businesses still today without having to do too much of putting yourself at risk going out and still being able to do social distancing. Kind of an off the wall question, kind of alluded to it that you guys had a little issue. I think it was with the state regulatory issues. They kind of shut you down for a little bit. And you guys, this is the thing that I really admire about what you guys are doing that instead of going well screw you guys you guys you know kind of hurt us a while ago we're not going to do anything you guys put that aside and stepped up and and still are creating an essential piece of equipment that those local responders and people are going to be using did that ever play into the decision making or did you just forget about what happened back then and said we have to do what we have to do We'll never forget about what we went through. <laughs> never, ever, ever. <laughs> but it hurt. It really hurt. Um, it was the, it, that was the state alcohol beverage control. But at the same time, right now is not about us. It's not about that. It's, it's, that just gives me insight into what people are going through. Mm. It, I have no, I, there's not, I don't have bitterness. Um, it's, it's okay. You know, um, I'm, I'm not happy with that regulatory body. And what I hope happens with that is that they, I hope that they're impacted to the point where they see not, not in a negative way, but that they see how, how devastating it is to shut down a company for 25. I, we've shut or shut down 25 days. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they understand the humanity behind this and, see what a devastation it can cause. And this is, this has only been short term for companies. Like after we went through, it, it was so, so, so disgustingly difficult. I mean, we, we literally, and when we first thought we were about to get shut down again with all of this going on, I literally on Monday had unemployment site open for me and my husband, because I'm like, we can't, we can't do this again. We sold my wedding ring, we sold cars, like we sold stuff to be able to pay our employees because mm-hmm. we were getting so behind. So it was, it, the, 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 it's real, but thank God we, you know, our investors stepped up just to everybody pitched in to try to get us through this, all of our, our team and investors. And that's what is going to about to have to happen with, you know, restaurants and stuff. But when it came to 
this whole thing, this has nothing to do with like hand sanitizer is a dire need. It wasn't even a question for us. And the the county has asked us for some, um, there's the California Highway Patrol, and we have no bitterness for, I mean, the alcohol beverage control, I don't think they're going to personally ask <laughs> us for either. But I would get it to them. I, I, we're all humans. Just, you, you take away everything right now. You, you just put everyone on a human playing field, and you just want people to be safe and healthy. And, and those in need need to have this. I don't care what regulatory body they work for. And actually, the majority of people, like, everybody's been so wonderful to us. Um, like, this, all the other parts of the state have been amazing to us. You know, our politicians have reached out even through our last shutdown. Um, because I realize it's kind of absurd. But, you know, we're, we're actually helping Orange County, the city of Santa Ana, Santa Ana PD. I love our city so much. So we live in Santa Ana. We've been here since 2003. Um, we love everyone. Everyone from Orange County has always been big fans and supporters of us. So it's kind of beautiful to be able to help them now because they've, they've supported us since we've opened. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to help the state. I want to, this is a dire need and, you know, it's, it's every, it levels the playing field. Everybody's just human right now. There's no room for bitterness. Absolutely. That's great. It, it does. I, when I saw that and I saw what you guys are doing again, it's, I feel like I'm a big fanboy right now. And I was just like, wow, this is just amazing. And I'll tell you something, I, I, and I guarantee this right now, when we get back to normal, uh, I, I plan on uh, going over to your place there and, and, and partaking in some of the, the alcohol that we're allowed to drink, right? Not, not this hand sanitizer yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, you know, with our distillery license, we're only allowed to sell 1.5 ounces, so an ounce and a half of alcohol per person per day, unless you have a private event. Thus all of the uh, regulatory grayness that, that went on with that. But um, but if we have a restaurant, we can just operate as a full bar. Well, we had been working on that, and our restaurant plans are actually in health department. We were planning on opening in April. <laughs> so, oh, so we may have a restaurant when we come back, but um, and it's in the works. So it's in the works and actually... Uh, the hand sanitizer shift has actually it it will fund what we need for the restaurant. So it's it's kind of a beautiful thing, and and hopefully by the time we get that, when we reopen, we'll be able to not even have those dumb old regulations <laughs> because we'll actually have our kitchen um, up and running. Right. So how can people find you, Robin? Uh, we are located in Santa Ana, but um, our website is linkingowldistillery.com and uh, even if you just Google us, you'll find us on Yelp. Um, but, but yeah, our, our, our website is the best way to go about kind of seeing what's going on, checking for reopening. Um, Instagram, we keep everybody very updated on Instagram and Facebook. So our handle is at linkingowl. Um, so yeah, give us, please follow and, and see what's going on. We're about to release hand sanitizer on to the public on Thursday. We have a limited release to the public. Um, and we're definitely asking, we're going to limit the bottles and we really want, we're going to push it out as we can. So we're asking that you only buy if you're in need. We actually don't need use. I mean, everyone thinks it's wonderful to support, but right now the, the best way to support your community is only buy it if you're in need because it's in such a shortage. Um, and then we'll keep rolling it out. And then when all this is, kind of 
smoothing out, we'll have like little bottles that you can buy for novelty. I, that'd be wonderful. For We're going to make it for a long time because awesome. it's, it's fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that'll, that'll, our website will launch the online store, I believe, on Thursday. Awesome. Well, and you know what? This is today. Thursday is the day that we're releasing it. So everybody, you guys can go today to the uh, website and see what you got there. Well, the majority of the people that are listening to this are uh, practitioner emergency managers. So if you guys need hand sanitizer for your emergency operations, uh, please reach out to the Blinken Owl and, and see if you can um, you know, buy some stuff from them and, and support them as, as they're supporting you shutting down their operations and making uh, alcohol to making hand sanitizer. Robin, thank you so much for being on the show today. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we let you go? Uh, we, if you need bulk orders, we're supplying hospitals and first responders. So uh, just email us um, at our uh, by our website. Thank you so much for your time today, Robin. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of EM Weekly. And please follow us on your favorite podcast player. And thank you to Sitch Radio, the home of the EM Weekly show. For more information, please go to www.sitchradio.com. See you next week.